Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time of day you're listening to me. We are moving on in our walk through the Psalms to the next step, which is verse 3 of Psalm 1. And in verses 1 and 2, we looked at how we should not walk, where we should not stand, where we should not sit, and what our delight should be in. It should really be in the Lord as we're not walking in the path of sinners. As I explained in the previous episode, this psalm, this actually whole section of psalms, book one, is keyed to the book of Genesis. And right away, we start with a blessed man who doesn't listen or walk in the ways of the counsel of the wicked. And of course, right away in the book of Genesis, we have Eve walking in the counsel of the wicked when she hears the temptation of the serpent to eat of the tree that is the only tree in the whole garden that is forbidden to Adam and Eve. Since we're talking about trees now, since we just mentioned a tree, we come to verse 3 and it talks about how the blessed man whose delight is in the law of the Lord and whose, on whose law he meditates day and night, that man or woman is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does, he prospers. That's really what it comes to when it comes to being blessed. It says, blessed is the man who doesn't do those things, walking in the counsel of the wicked, standing in the path of sinners, sitting in the seat of scoffers, but he delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So in doing that, he becomes like a tree. His roots are in the stream of righteousness as he grows in learning more about the ways of the Lord. It's really about walking the pathways of the Lord because that's what the law shows us. This is what the path is. Let's follow that. If our delight is in the pathways of the Lord and we're following that, that stream of righteousness goes into our roots and we begin to soak up the things of God and get to the heart of God and we begin to flourish. We become like a tree. Now, of course, we've already alluded to the trees that were in the Garden of Eden. The main two, although there were all kinds of fruit trees, the main two that are focused on in the story in Genesis chapter 3 are the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And of course, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve are told that they should not eat of that fruit, fruit of that tree. And of course, that's exactly the tree that the serpent tempts Eve into trying and tasting. She sees that it's good to the eye. It looks like it would be wonderful to bite into. 
And she does, and she turns around, and there's Adam, and she shares, and Adam bites in. He's not even needing to be persuaded. She's deceived, but Adam just goes along for the ride. In fact, in Romans, Paul refers to it as Adam's sin. He doesn't even bring Eve into the picture. He just calls it by one man, referring to Adam. If through one man uh, sin came into the world, through another man sin is going to be removed from the world through Jesus Christ. It's going to be forgiven. So, if we're in that stream of righteousness, we become like a tree. Once again, we become like a tree who is fruitful. We're planted by the streams of water. We yield our fruit in season. When we're talking about trees, I'm thinking about a time in Jesus' life when during Passion Week, which is coming up in our calendar, I'm recording this on April 2nd, 2022 on our calendar passion week is coming up and during that week one day jesus was walking to jerusalem and he noticed that there was a fig tree that didn't have any fruit on it so he cursed the tree for not having fruit that tells me jesus wants us to be fruitful and we're told what the fruit of the spirit is by paul in the book of ephesians The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, and self-control. So we need to be bearing that kind of fruit. And and the fruit in our lives, like fruit that we see in the marketplace or on trees, (laughs) as we're in orchards or wherever we might see fruit on trees, fruit has this thing where it's very attractive That's one thing that Eve liked about the fruit that was in the garden hanging from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It looked good to the eye. It was pleasing to the eye. And that's what fruit should be. It should be attractive. Uh, So we are attracted to it by the eye, but it's also tasty. We bite into it. And usually we have really sweet fruits. And there are differences on that. There's avocados that aren't sweet, persimmons that are bitter, uh, lemons that are sour, but and, and grapefruit can be sour too. But for the most part, fruit is tasty It's and, and nutritious. Not only does it look good and good for you, but it also... Um, Not only does it look good and taste good, it's also good for you. That's what I wanted to say. Not only does it look good and taste good, it's good for you. It's nutritious. It gives us things in our life that we really need. Vitamin C is a necessity or else we get scurvy. So we need those citrus fruits in our lives. And we need fruits like bananas to keep us from getting cramps because of the potassium that comes in them. So we need these fruits because of their nutritional value. And there's another thing that's important about fruit that we should keep in mind. Fruit, unless it's genetically altered to do something different, has within it a seed that produces fruit like itself. That's how God created fruit to be, so that it would create 
another fruit like itself that's part of the offspring from the seed. And it's interesting that God told Adam and Eve and and then later told Noah, be fruitful and multiply over the whole earth because God wants us to be fruitful and he wants us to bear that fruit in such a way that it shows him in our lives and shows him to others. So if we are in his word, if we are living according to his blessing, we become like a tree planted by the streams of water and yielding its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. So we talked about the Genesis tree. We talked about the gospel tree, the, the fig tree that didn't have the fruit. Let's talk about the revelation tree. Revelation 22 tells of the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven onto the new earth from a new heaven. And in that new Jerusalem, there is a stream, just like the stream is alluded to here in Psalm 1. And all all along that stream, the tree of life is growing on both sides, and it bears fruit of 12 different kinds, one for every month of the year. It looks like as I read it in Revelation 22. Look it up for yourself. Read, Read about the tree of life. See, the tree of life was blocked from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden when they ate of the tree of the wrong fruit. Otherwise, God said, this is going to be horrible. They're going to live forever and live forever in their sins. They need to be blocked off from the tree of life. But what happens in the new Jerusalem on the new earth is we are living in a city where the tree of life is available to us at all times. And it's fruit comes out every month and its leaves are for the healing of the nations. It says of the one who is blessed of God in Psalm 1 who doesn't listen or walk, who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of uh, sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers whose delight is in the law of the Lord and in whose while he meditates day and night it says that in all he does he prospers that's the kind of blessing I want and I want that for you too as you're listening to this podcast today may you prosper as God wants you to prosper don't do the things you're not supposed to do and do the things that you do you're supposed to do and think about the word of God and how you can accomplish it in your life. That word meditation, as I said in the last podcast, is uh, well translated as muttering. So you mutter the scriptures to yourself over and over until you get them into your mind, until you get them into your heart, until you're living them out. And as you live out the scriptures with your life, God will cause everything you do to prosper. May that prosperity come into your life. And I pray for that for all you listeners today. Jesus, help us to walk in your ways, to gain the blessings 
and the prosperity that you desire for all of us to have who are yours, who are your children. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you.